all, welcome to Bookish Bitches. It's not your grandma's book club. So, Grandma, if you're listening, I mean, I think you can listen to this one. It's not too bad. I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. Which, I mean, Sarah J. likes to be real smutty, but this one's not bad in that front. It's not smutty at all, actually. Yeah. It is YA. How Sarah did the books in the beginning. Akatar was YA in the beginning, and now it's being banned from schools well yeah (laughs) but i can't blame new adult now like everything after the first one is new adult yeah but so so grandma i think you're good on this one yeah (laughs) do you you want me to do the the summary summary since you read it most recent sure and i also know that if i let you do it we'll just be talking about the entire book um yeah (laughs) so throne of glass um centers around selena how do you say her last name uh selena sardothian sardothian okay um she is this world-renowned renowned assassin um and when the book opens up she is in this prison camp so she's finally been captured and taken away to this camp <clears throat> excuse me i am so sorry <clears throat> so the crown prince of what kingdom do you know what kingdom it is? The crown prince of Ardalan. Ardalan, okay. So the crown prince, Dorian, shows up and he informs her that his father is having a competition to basically have a her higher assassin, who he's going to call a champion because, of course. So Dorian wants Selena to be his, his tribute. So she agrees because, I mean, it's better than where she is currently. And he takes her back to the kingdom. They start feeding her. She trains with Kale, who is the captain of the guard. Um, She trains with him, and then they start having the tests. And while these tests are happening, there's supposed to be eliminations happening, but people start randomly dying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So around the time that these people are dying, she also meets uh, Nehemia. Is that how we say that? Nehemia. Nehemia? Beautiful. Okay. She meets Nehemia, who is a princess of another kingdom. She's a fucking queen, but we'll get to her. Um, we appreciate And they become friends. All of this is going on. Selena's trying to survive and beat this oaf of an opponent, Cain. Um, and Nehemia is essentially kind of like the suspicious character that Selena wants to trust but when things start going really bad and she's being secretive is like oh my god Nehemia possibly is you know the culprit of these attacks which turns out to not be the case which I was so happy because I was going to be really mad if the one character that I was like oh a whole queen consistently was Wait, a bad person what do you think oh you thought Nehemia was a bad person I, I was worried because when Selena was considering it I was like fuck because I just like her through and through so time goes on and we find out that Cain has been using these marks, these word marks, to steal the powers of the other tributes through killing them, except he's stupid and he does it wrong. And he essentially is letting this creature out into the world. Uh, at the same time, Selena's like getting visits from this dead former queen, which I was like, you know what? Yes. Elena? I love it. Yes, Elena. I was like, I'm not really sure what's happening, but okay. It made sense in the end, but during I was like, what the fuck is going on? 
Um, I can see your face. Hold it. Whatever it is, just hold it in. I'm I am. I'm done. covering. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm almost done. Uh, side note, everybody, read the entire series. I'm doing my fucking best here. <laughs> so I, I wanted that put out there. I've only read the first one. The second ones are in my room waiting to be read. But Meg, how much she called you Elena? Jesus Christ. Megan has read the whole series, so she's going to do her best to remember what I don't know. I'm really trying, guys. Yeah. Um. So, but at the end of this book, in this really, actually pretty interesting battle scene, like, I actually really enjoyed the fight scene. Most oh, yeah. Solid shit. Solid yeah. shit. This was one of her first books. So this was before Agatar and the yeah. whole battle of Hybrid. So this was her early shit. So Selena is fighting Kane while also being po- poisoned by yeah. Catelyn. Caitlin? Caltain. Caltain. Thank you. I was like, what the fuck is this spelling? <laughs> Don't worry. At the end of the book, there's uh, pronunciations and everything. Did not see that, but probably should have reviewed that before we started this. I'm doing great. You did. Um, I got it right here. I probably have it in the copy you gave me too, but it's fine. Um, but Caltaine, who is, she's vying for the throne through all of this, poisons Selena, so she's hallucinating and she's seeing these creatures that Nehemia actually can see just on the average day but she ends up winning the championship becomes the king's champion and then after the king is trying to put it off she becomes the official king's champion at the very end of the book she gets like her papers and she signs um so i I think that was everything on the basic level because we're about to get into it so i'm ready we're going to talk about kale versus dorian to start um because it's kind of like a love triangle thing thing going on and megan is giving me eyebrows so we'll start with who who do you prefer based on book one to the best of your ability so hear me out right okay i love me a lot of tropes okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love an assassin and prince trope Mm -hmm. day that was a good one i love an assassin and kingsguard trope that's kind of caught cool reading book one before all the others i'm gonna go with kale that's who judging by your face i have a feeling this is very similar to the tamlin situation where everyone's like oh my god tamlin and then the second the book they're like what the fuck tamlin (laughs) yeah but i'm gonna i can't lie i'm not gonna lie and be like oh dorian you know dorian's Sit there and be like, I just have Yeah. Kale, in the beginning, I liked it because he was under overlooked, you know, and Selena was hanging out with Dorian a lot. Kale's first kill was to save her. Yeah. Okay. Now, when we hit book, like, what, two and three? This is you know what they're done? This exactly. love triumph. That's run. fine because I'm not going to lie on this podcast. I like Kale yeah. at the beginning. That's not a lie. Everybody liked Kale in the beginning. It's hard not to like him because Dorian kind of exists and is like, ah, I'm the prince. I can just fuck whoever. And Kale's like, nah. (laughs) And Kale's like super protective of Dorian, which stays throughout the entire series. I will say that. So it's a very cute, real cute relationship they have. Mm -hmm. In my copy, they have a scene at the end that's like a bonus chapter called The Captain and the Prince, which basically talks about them talking about the competition and the rumors of this assassin the endovier mines 
and then they go and that was you know oh so it's like the chapter of their conversation before they go and get to exactly land. it's him gotcha. saying are you sure you want to do this she might yeah. not even be there she might be dead you know but whatever um <laughs> i did like kale in the beginning i i'm not gonna lie you know this they're dynamic the darkness <laughs> that was such an accurate description seriously um, like him pining while dorian dances and sings and yeah. kisses her and shit he's just there in the darkness like i want that but dorian's happiness above all their love triangle though reminds me and i mean this probably came out before but in in relation to the the order with in which i've read them that was a stutter fest mm-hmm. their relationship reminds me of um a curse so dark and lonely gray wren and harper yeah. Because remember, I was like, oh my god, Gray all the way. Gray and Harper would be great together. Fuck Ren. Like, the whole time. Dorian, I feel less strongly hatred towards. Because yeah. he's he's generally, like, a pretty good guy. He's not a priss. Yeah, he's, like, yes, he's, you know. He doesn't like privilege. his father's doing this. Yes, he's got privilege, but he's also not like, let me abuse my privilege. Yeah. And just fuck with people's lives, because I can. Ren was like that, but gray and kale are very similar characters to me in this book yeah. based on your reaction i i have a feeling i'm not gonna like kale going for it but i like gray through the whole series so i at least I have him shit it's just your face is when saying you everything. read the second book and you hit that scene i'm going to need you to text me and the interesting thing is wait shit is it the second book it is okay i just remember you rereading them when i was driving us to maryland and you flipping your shit so i'm not excited but that was like book so in six that book seven. it was tower of dawn but i'm not yeah. gonna talk about so that was later books but um you watched me read tower of dawn and as we were coming home i that way i drove the 10 hours back but yeah um i started kingdom of ass <laughs> when you were around and i finished it and i cried um but that's neither here nor there you're not gonna read this book by next year so <laughs> okay um is that yeah never mind. okay um, in the first book over dorian not by a lot though i'm not gonna lie it was pretty 50 50 i only gave him the 51 over the 49 because of the pining and I think it's interesting because Kale in this book is like, he's very much in denial mm-hmm. about his feelings, which is like always for some he reason very attractive. He has a strict moral code. <laughs> yes. He yes. believes he is the guard. He is here for justice. He is here to serve his king and prince. And then there's this five foot three little blonde ball of energy killing people for fun. <laughs> You know, the only person that almost escaped the mines, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, how the fuck did she do this? Oh, this. Were the scars mentioned in this book? Yes. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. And, he, you know, and the pity and everything, but he has such a strict moral code. He won't let himself do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like only around her so much to protect the prince. And then he ends up liking her a lot. And then he's like, well, I can't screw Dorian over like that. So I'm just going to watch from the distance you know a gripe i had this is not even about kale or dorian and this is like it was her first book so i'm not going to be like oh it ruined sarah j mass that's not gonna happen my gripe was 
Selena in this book, I don't know about the future books, was very much the YA character that could do it all. Like, she was overpowered in a way. And I get that's part of her character, but, like, there were moments where I was like, oh, come on. Like, that was really just for the convenience of plot. There weren't a lot of them, which was good, but there were a few where I was like, oh. All I'm gonna say is, you're right about that, but also, Sarah brings up why. (laughs) And that's what I was saying. It's her first book, so I know that somewhere down the line it's gonna be explained because she's very meticulous. You'll probably hit it by book three. Mm Mm-hmm. When, if you thought she was overpowered now. now. And I got the the hint of like, oh, she's not fully human. So I assume that was part of the reason. Because um, that is mentioned briefly in here that she's either descended or closely, re- somewhat closely mixed related to Faye. So what I'm trying, I've read. This I know, I know. I'm trying not to do anything. Um, was anything of her background mentioned in this book? Like, where is she trained? I'm sorry, I keep burping. You're fine. I'm drinking Diet Coke after having In the translation section, a name from her background. So, is Arrow been mentioned at all? The King of Assassins? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. all of that is mentioned in this book because it explains like how, she, or Does at least like, the bare about minimum. What happened with that? It talks about her being chosen by him as a favorite. He basically makes her do all the stuff and then pay him back for all the training she gets. And then the one thing I do like remember distinctly is she was she had to learn to fight with her left hand. He made her break her own hand. Yeah. So, I'm not spoiling a lot. It's just to give her more background for you. Mm-hmm. Aerobin found her in a river when she was around 10 years old. Yes, you did tell me okay. that. And and when Kane is, like, when she's yeah. hallucinating, Kane says something about her waking up in between her parents covered in blood. Yes. So, she's discovered by Aerobin around 10 years old. Aerobin's in his 20s around that time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he grooms her. Yeah, his favorite, but also as a lover. Okay. So we have a bit of child grooming involved in this book. Not it'll be mentioned a lot more, just so you can get like a sense a little bit. Mm -hmm. Essentially, Arobin betrayed her, and she ended up in the mines. Yeah, because she. It wasn't revealed that I'm not going to say how he betrayed her, but it was hinted at that someone that she had worked closely with had been the one who basically got her thrown in the mines. So that that tracks, honestly. It makes so sense. So I'm going to recommend something to you. Yes. Just so you, as you move forward with the series, it'll may help you. Make okay. They have a novella in this series called The Assassin's Blade. Yes, I know about that. I recommend either reading it before number two or after number two. Okay. I'll let you decide. But I really recommend re- reading it before three. Okay. Before Air of Fire, I would say read it. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> Only putting because in, in the there's list here. so much, it's entirely background. 
So you get a sense of her character throughout the entire novella and how she got to this point in the mines. And then you have Throne of Glass, the first book. Mm-hmm. I wish I did it that way. I remember talking to you about it when I was like, should I read the novella? Is it really going to be a thing? I know exactly what happened. So like, do I need to? Yeah. I wasn't so emotionally tied to it, but I feel like you would be. <laughs> okay. But not going to lie, I prefer Kale over Dorian. Not even by a lot. I'm not saying, that's all I got to say, because. That's the thing. It wasn't like by a country mile. It was no. like, okay. It was like by 1% maybe. Yeah. Only because I like that. And I'm, t- I'm chaotic and I like that. So. All right. I want to talk about the king. Okay. We don't like the king, just so you know. I'm not like saying, oh, yeah, daddy, obviously. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, that for some reason gave me the vibe of when people are like, Lucius Malfoy, daddy. And I'm like, he was literally a villain and he looked greasy. What do you mean? And I know you're one of those people, but goddamn. <laughs> Chaotic. Um, I can see it on your face after I said it. You ever notice how we never discovered his name? Ever. yeah that's why i made the note about him being like a haunting background figure because he's constantly influencing what's going on but he's not really involved in it directly so we're just gonna put a note on the name bit like if you want to put a note um about this and we'll come back to it actually around the kingdom of ash book um which is which number seven, eight, eight. that's damn, the last the book in the series Okay, that's going to be a sticky note. because Yeah, I'm talking about sticky note. I was going to say, we're um, not even scheduled out that far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a theory, but I can't say anything until Kingdom of Ash is read. Okay. So I'm not going to say anything, but okay. I agree he was a very haunting background figure, but held a lot of influence. Like, a lot of influence. He was obviously a bastard, don't get me wrong. Oh, but, yeah. like, there's definitely a reason why he's a haunting figure yeah and he reminds me of this is going to be a really weird like english literature reference but in the book the ambassadors by henry james there's a character who her name is mrs fuck me i don't know fuck me i don't know fuck me i don't know mrs newsome and she's the one orchestrating everything that's happening in the text, but you never actually see her in the text. She's always referenced. And I got a very similar feeling from the king. And because you know so little about him, but you know that he has all this power over the situation, it's like, all right, this is making me uneasy because at what point does he come in and just do whatever? Like when he tries to have her killed after she wins. Up until then, he's kind of just seen in glimpses and that adds to the the fear that selena has of him like you start to feel it yourself because you're like i don't know what to expect out of him aside (laughs) from cruelty but i don't know what kind of cruelty yeah i could see you're trying not to say something (laughs) i'm really doing my best and i know it doesn't look like it everybody i'm on camera with her I'm really trying the facial I, expressions. It's just my personality trait. I can see I'm like, I know stuff. 
you okay, don't. Well, let's let's talk about Selena's friendships in this book then. Aww. Because Knox and Pillar, I assume, are not in the future books, or at least if they are, it's probably not as significant. Who's Knox and Pillar again? So Knox was the. If that was any indication, <laughs> you're good. Uh, Knox, fuck, my memory is really bad. I also cram read these books, so Knox. Yeah. Selena Glass. I'm so glad this is. I know one of them was like a thief, I believe. Um, and specialized in poisons. I remember Mm -hmm. one of them. No, Knox, Paylor specialized in poisons. Knox was the master thief of Paranth. Yes. Um, and Paylor is an assassin that specialized in poisons, and I just love that Selena. First of all, she had to go into the competition with a fake name. And Kane, of course, figures this out because the Duke that he is the champion of or tri- tribute of tells him. Knox and Paylor become her friends simply through a mutual hatred of Kane and his groupies. Exactly, yes. And they start helping each other and like Paylor helps her in the poison task to make sure that she gets all the goblets correct. And Knox wants to train with her because she shows him how to use a bow and arrow. And it's like, it, I think it gives such a good depth of character to Selena because, yes, she wants to win, but she also clearly Doesn't still want has everybody a heart. to die or. Yeah. Like... She clearly has some. She's still, even with being in the mines and being raised to be an assassin and going through everything she's been through, she still is looking out for people she barely knows yeah which is like such a good potential to be a hero that i love because we see her as like she's painted as a a villain but nothing about her character is really villainous there's nothing villainous you know what i mean like sure she was in the mines but also slaves were in the mines for no reason at all she just ended up there yeah basically sent to die you good no my cat's trying to fuck me over right now um what? yeah I, I like that she also has such a like her morals are interesting Ma- but <laughs> in, in terms of killing people her morals are she'll do it yeah what? in terms of killing people she'll have a good reason to do it yeah she's not a murderer she's an assassin and there's a difference yeah and she just, doesn't kill unless it's absolutely necessary or someone really fucked up. Yeah. And she and, will try to kill you. And it's interesting because she, while being an assassin, has this very strong sense of wanting to help those who are disadvantaged. Yeah. Which is very interesting when she's talking to Cole about this, I, or Kale, when she's talking to him about it, he kind of is like, well, what morals do you have? You're an assassin. And she kind of shuts up. She's like, you know what? You deserve me. I don't have to honor that with a response. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nehemia, speaking of friendships, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> we love Nehemia. I I think for me, it's like I don't know what what it is, but I gravitated towards her, mm-hmm. and I think it's because she's so fucking brutally honest. Yeah. Because, like, when Selena meets her, Selena speaks Nehemia's language because she's been with slaves from Nehemia's homeland in the mines, and they teach it to her. 
and this is again her gravitating towards those who are disadvantaged and banding together like she does with Nox and Paylor. Mm-hmm. She speaks to Nehemia in her native tongue, and Nehemia's like, I like what? <laughs> yeah, and she immediately is like, Okay, I like you, you can speak my tongue. And immediately they start having a conversation about um Caltane, and they're making fun of her. Yeah. And Selena is translating and i put that in air quotes because she's lying about what Nehemi is saying yeah um and they develop this bond under the guise that selena will teach Nehemia common tongue or english even though Nehemia already speaks it fluently yeah. she literally uses this as an excuse to spend time with selena and i was like which is smart why would uh, a contestant in the kids games have to hang out with a princess of uh Wendelin, I believe. That sounds right. Is that where it is, I believe? Wendelin? Yeah, that sounds right actually. I believe it is Wendelin. Wendelin. Yeah. Oh, um No no don't look what are you doing. I'm I'm looking at the name of the thing. <laughs> oh. Ilway? Elway. Oh. Yeah. Elway. Yeah, I was looking up the name of her country because it sounded correct, but I knew it wasn't because it was very close. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to scroll any further down because I didn't want to know anything after that. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Nehemia, as a character, not just as Selena's friend, is also very similar to Selena in that she wants to help her country. She wants to help those who are being hurt by the king of um Adderland. Adderland. A darlin. A darlin. A darlin. A darlin. A darlin. Um, a darlin. Like bars on fire. A darlin. Um but she she's very much like socially she's very social justice, civil rights. She's here to, to basically get her country free yes also if you ever look at fan art fan art of her she is she's gorgeous fucking gorgeous yeah she's gorgeous i was looking because i like to look up some characters especially characters of color to see how they've been drawn or painted she's gorgeous every single one of hers is beautiful like oh god sorry overwhelmed beautiful um but i also love that she is drawing the word marks to protect selena and selena and her paranoia is washing them off every mm-hmm. single night and she's like do you at the end when she you know reveals everything to selena she's like do you know how hard it was to get into your room and draw those every day yeah ah yes she was a big help with the word marks and she was a great character and i'm 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 excited to see where she goes with this series yes and i don't like the look you're just giving me right now that scares me it, you weren't giving away like anything either way it was a look of like <laughs> you'll find out and i was like i don't like that <laughs> the next episode um <laughs> elena's protective presence and she had this need to protect elena that does get dis- explained later on mm-hmm. i am elena is a big part of this book um in this book specifically um 
is basically it's the last Dana Valena's that held her energy. Yeah. And for other reasons I can't say. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I. In the first book, I didn't like Elena. I actually kind of overlooked her a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And it kept through it with the series. <laughs> she, to me, was one of those characters where she came so, like, so she referenced early on. Mm-hmm. And then she suddenly is there. And I was like, all yeah. right, if she's coming so far left field, there's some kind of significance to this. Yeah. But I do love that when selena is fighting that beast in their tomb that elena's like hey want to grab my dead husband's sword and she kills it with the sword which is like just so cyclical in the best way of like elena and her husband were these great warriors who protected their kingdom and selena is tapping into both of their artifacts yeah she definitely helps selena throughout it all because Selena had no idea. Like, she had an idea about what she was doing, but she definitely was struggling with the battle against the creature that was killing all the contestants. Yeah. Which actually was really not on par for her. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it's... Elena, to me, feels very maternal to Selena. Even though she's putting this really big expectation on her, she very much talks to her like she, like Selena is her child. Yeah. Of like, you need to do this, and I know you can, and I will help you as much as I can, but you need to do this. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was weird because I know they're going to have some kind of link going forward because, of course, they do. But mm-hmm. it felt very interesting, especially because Elena was Faye, correct? Elena? Mm-hmm. yes yeah because she was the first queen of a darlin um <laughs> and she was <laughs> that's how, that's how we're saying it from now on a darlin um sorry for headphone users i'm loud <laughs> you're good i had to turn you down because my volume in my laptop is like whisper whisper <gasps> and i'm like i need i need in between here so. so I understood to begin this series we needed a plot and I get the competition I I like I didn't like the competition obviously I thought it was cool as shit but like I felt like a lot of the competition like games were like is an assassin really gonna need to do this <laughs> I think it was more of from the king's perspective am i getting the most well-rounded champion possible yeah because he doesn't want to have a champion who uh can't identify poisons or um can't you know get in and out of situations because keep in mind the champion gets no support from the king if the champion gets caught the king doesn't know who the fuck that is and also he doesn't want to have to hire out for things the champion can't do so i get that this was structured to root out those who cannot yeah but i do agree some of it was like for this it felt like it was for the sake of having another step yeah which i also i also like that it wasn't so rigidly structured to the competition yes yep i have books like that and honestly it's kind of kind of annoying 
That wasn't directed at anybody except my fucking cat. I, I was drinking my Coke and I looked up and I saw you pointing behind you, so. <laughs> Shit, if that bookcase falls on him, I don't know what I'll say. <laughs> Is it one uh, of the black bookcases or one of the ones that came with the apartment? The apartment ones are built in, so he doesn't have to worry about that, but mm-hmm. those other bookcases are up for the taking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Caltaine. Yes. What were your impressions? She, I can already tell, based on something that the um, king said, that she's going to be significant going forward. Because the duke and the king kind of have this conversation of like, oh, her desperation can be used. But I kind of love, not her, but how unhinged she is. <laughs> like how fucking insane she actually is. And it's 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 written in a way where it's like, she's sunshine and rainbows. And then she gets back to her room and she's like, oh my God, I need to smoke. I got a headache. Like <laughs> she's, and then her convincing herself that Selena has like trapped the prince in his clutches and that she must save him. It's like, bitch, are you crazy? Yes, but goddamn. And I kind of love that there's just one character that's like, well, you're kind of like you have an agenda, but you're also just crazy. Yeah. Because the king has an agenda and that's power, but he's meticulous about it. She's just straight up crazy. And I think it's funny that she's like this whole time is like, oh, the Duke is so disgusting. And the whole time he's playing her. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Doing so good. You doing so good? Yeah. So good over here. I'm hiding my face, everybody. Yeah, she's got the I book. My up mouth. To her my nose. mouth is the giveaway. Yeah. Um, I'm doing great. Yeah, Caltaine. I like. Yeah, I didn't like her at the beginning, but definitely at the end, um, she served her purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't like her. I I like that she exists. Yes. I also love her being pulled away, screaming and cussing at the Duke. Yeah. Because that was just oh, <laughs> That was so satisfying to see after everything she's doing throughout the book. <sighs> Alright. The Duke was a major player in this book behind the scenes, especially with his manipulation on Kane. Yeah. Kane is Kale's first kill. Which inched me to having him as my favorite between him and Dorian. Because mm-hmm. that was his first kill as the King's Guard. Even the, like, Dorian's Guard. Yeah. He's never killed anybody, and he went through a whole array of emotions afterwards. It, that was mentioned in the first book. <laughs> it is, yeah. All right. he's, he's processing it in the first book, because he won't really see Selena, and she's yeah kind of the only person who really understands that feeling, and then she talks to him. Yeah. But, yeah, the Duke, total piece of shit. Kane, worst piece of shit. Actually, that's such a lie. The Duke is so worse than Kane. Um, Kane is, is pig-headed and selfish. The Duke is straight up evil. Because he's using these these people to his, his benefit. I think she might be frozen. She is frozen. Well, until I get her back, um, yeah, 
Oh, you froze, and that's gonna be some some jammy ear stabbing right there. I'm sorry. It like fast forwarded through every everything you tried to say, so it was like so. Because I was talking and you weren't blinking, and I was like, I think she's frozen. I think she might be. Yeah, I looked at my cat. I was like, "Did you crap out my Wi-Fi?" <laughs> what I was, what I was saying was, Kane is pigheaded and selfish, but the Duke is is straight up evil. Like he is moving pieces, uh, moving people like pieces on a chessboard. Yeah, he's everything behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because the king is the next tier of that. He's you know, he's telling the Duke. And he's not even manipulating the Duke. He's just working with the Duke. And he's telling the Duke to basically, when the Duke is like saying about invading Nehemia's country, he's like, shut up because you're going to cause problems. Yeah. You're going to let people know what's really going on, which I'm so excited to find out what is going on because there's clearly something deeper happening. Um, But I mean, that this whole book has very much like a anti-colonial feel. Which, like, cool. I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many characters talking about the conquest and imperialism of Adarlin. Um, and the king being this terrible tyrant because he is taking over other kingdoms. So. I love the slam of the bottle. Sorry. Yeah. The conquest of Adarlin over all the other nations in the world it's it's a lot because you didn't think you would have to you'd re- that's what you're gonna get into but it's it's a cool concept the glass castle is very arrogant i will say that which like i would love someone to just bring a trebuchet and just one good throw like that shit's gonna fall and i don't blame selena for not wanting to stay in it is that your prediction it's gonna break one day no, but I would love to see it. Yeah. But Solano staying in the stone castle, like, girl, I feel you. Because the glass castle is, is there's no privacy. There's no concept of, like, this is my space or your space. And for someone who has just come out of a a group internment camp, having her own space and her own, her own area to be safe and having a safe space is really important. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like the glass castle. I thought it was arrogant and there. I don't know. I didn't like it. I would love to have seen it like on the cover or something just to see what it looked like. Um, have you ever seen fan art of it? Mm-mm. Looking it up. Okay. You want to hear something funny? I just fucking realized why this is called Throne of Glass. Look, man, it's been rough. You know what this looks like? Disney World. <laughs> Asgard. In the Thor yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Asgard. Um Doug Cameron would be a good Selena with the white hair. That's what this still is, is like a fan made trailer. No. She'd need to toughen up a little bit, but like the white hair for her, she actually can do the white hair and not look like death. Maybe. Oh, do the first picture in that one. Oh, you already crapped You're out. Good. Which one? Um, this one here? Yeah, that's that's Selena mm-hmm. looking out. 
Eh. I feel like that's more realistic. Yeah. The village is right below it. I feel like that's the more realistic one. But, um, yeah. She has a thing with roofs. I gathered that. <laughs> yeah, she does. She likes to sit down roofs. Um, but yeah. I wrote Selena's drama because I just wanted, and I briefly touched on that. I couldn't tell if I made that note or not because of the question the question marks and the exclamation points. I was like, I do that, but did it's I do It's not really that? something we could talk about yet. Only It was only briefly mentioned. She briefly talked about Sam in the book. I don't know if you remember her reading about that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see more of that later on. Okay, and you don't have to answer this. But does the guy who trains her betray her because of because she's in love with Sam? Yes, I am. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. You can spoil <laughs> it if that's the case. I'm I'm just curious. One second. <laughs> <laughs> I think I broke Megan. Oh, give me a second. I need to like. I need to, like, clarify that <laughs> past tense was used. <laughs> well, Sam is talked about as being dead. Okay, then yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I didn't know that'd be Oh, spoiled. were you worried about spoiling that he was dead? Yeah, no, that's in this- that's why I said did- yeah, no, that's why I asked that question. Yeah, so- I mean, fuck, you're gonna read about this in- the assassin's blade but okay. also you already know sam's dead so that's the spoiler of the assassin's blade <laughs> i mean i that was kind of like what this, this is why i didn't want to read assassin's blade because i'm like i already know sam's dead why would i get attached to him even though i know he's gonna die got you okay yeah like, no that's why would in the I first read it if i know he's gonna be dead by the end of it so yeah. basically yeah sam was in love with selena for all the years they worked together and then selena finally fell in love with him and then arrowman killed sam Mm-hmm. And Arabin betrayed her, and he brutally killed him too. Like yeah. he left him on a fucking stone plate downstairs in the basement. Had her find the body, and she like cried on his body, and then he shipped her off to the fucking mines. Why he did all that, I'm not gonna say. But <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone who was like. I- gonna read it with them i'm not gonna get spoilers because my brain started ticking the second you said something about sam i'm sorry guys men suck if it's (laughs) men do suck (laughs) so many fucking levels sorry binks (laughs) binks is like i'm not a man i'm above that yeah he's above that um yeah um, I will say, though, this is one of my favorite series because of how much respect is given to Sam after he's dead mm-hmm. from Selena's future and past lovers, because that's not a spoiler, because every eight book series has to have a future lover. Yeah. <laughs> I also was biting my knuckle while waiting for you to respond, and I could feel where I was biting down on it. <laughs> really tried not to grin but once i did that and you were like you can do it and i'm like sam's dead that's why i was like you can you can answer or you cannot answer i was desperate i'm not gonna be mad if you do tabs, and i was like yeah. where's the yellow tab where i sand his name was sam i was looking desperately for that 
And I was like, fuck it. He's dead. He got killed. Yeah. Because when she's talking about kind of her background, she references and she says his name was Sam. Because it's when Dory and her were reading books mm-hmm. and he makes a comment about past lover that dilged her or something like that. And yeah. she got quiet and she was like, his name was Sam. And she got sad and Dory was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, five out of five for me. Yeah. Yeah. I Actually, I'll do four and a half out of five because that way we have we can go up from here. Because I did have the, yeah, the gripe Yeah, I of... think every book is five out of five, except Tower of Dawn, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that later on. <laughs> yeah, it's already, I think it's already scheduled in, but. Yes. So is. next week, we're going to talk about Black Widows by Kate Quinn. Yes. I really am excited. To I have not read book. it yet, but I'm going to be this week. It is, I will give the viewers and you a little background. It is murder mystery. And it is focused on sister wives nice so i thought it was like because it says like which of his wives killed him and i was like oh like ex-wives and then i was reading it and i was like oh not ex-wives so that reminds me of a book called the seven wives of Mm -hmm. someone i can't remember what the name of it was it was the seven lives of blank it's basically this person that jumps through seven different bodies to figure out who killed whoever the character was interesting yeah so it's seven different perspectives as they're going through the bodies and each one has hidden modes i have not read it yet i bought it so we got open oh, slots so how am i saying that if i bought it it's sitting right there it is called the seven deaths of evelyn hardcastle so right. finding an open slot but yeah I'm putting it on the list. You are all good. Evelyn Hardcastle? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.